Hey, yo, and here we go. Another episode of We Talk Music on there and in your ear. Once again, I am Martin. Got with me the king of the casters. He's Mr. Brett Podcast. And Brett, we've got a little bit of a different uh, vibe going here today, but I think it's going to be a really fun show. I would, I would agree. Yeah, we are actually live on location today. So, I mean, that's a, that's a little bit different for us. It's not beers on the patio time. It's uh, it's matches in a coffee shop time. And uh, we are truly blessed to have Tiny Wings with us. Uh, hello, hello. How are you doing? I am great. I am... Yeah, I'm, I'm just happy to be here with our matchas and recording in a very interesting uh, space, yeah. Who picked this place? Me. <laughs> well, you asked if there was any, like, coffee shops or anything. I was like, oh, there's one right across the street, but I was just telling her I've never seen it this busy. But, of course, the, the day that we're recording, it's going to be busy. That's all right. That's so. all right. So, anyways... Tell us, um, I mean, I mean, you're from Calgary, which mm-hmm. is which is kind of amazing. Like, tell us how you decided that you wanted to get into the rap business. So I've always written poetry, like, um, since I learned to write pretty much, I was doing rhymes, and I just always have loved poetry. Um, my oldest brother, he was a rapper, kind of like a local legend, um, and he's quite a bit older than me, like nine years older than me, so there was quite a big age gap, so when he was getting into the rap stuff, I wasn't really that much into it. I was still, you know, in junior high type thing, um, but it wasn't until, I just remember this day so clearly him telling me, you know that rap is basically like poetry to a beat, and I was like, huh that's cool and so from there I kind of would just like joke around on social media you know making like fun raps here and there um and then yeah people were just kind of like you should do this like take it seriously kind of thing and I was working my full-time job as a paramedic but I was making like fun raps on the ambulance and stuff um one of those kind of went viral and I got in trouble for it but that's a story for another time um but yeah so from there I just kind of was like yeah I actually like doing this and I'm actually good at it I've only been rapping since the end of 2019 and so it hasn't been that long and I feel like I've progressed a lot in a short amount of time and that's just like very big motivation for me to keep going I just I love it I don't really know what else I'd be doing anymore paramedic to rap I know I know it's crazy right I think that's normal (laughs) that sounds like the route people go why haven't you tried that I don't know first off I had to be smart enough to be a paramedic (laughs) and then smart enough to be a rapper (laughs) it's just like let's see house mouse okay done got it (laughs) so uh, you moved from Vancouver, from Calgary to Vancouver, and then Vancouver to Calgary. Now, what was it that kind of spurred the move back to Calgary? But like, you know, how difficult is it to make a, um, you know, rap living in Calgary versus Vancouver? Um, so originally, I moved to Vancouver because of music. Like, I thought that I'd have a better chance, you know, of making it there, kind of thing, more connections. I did meet a lot of people there, but I moved there in 2020, so it was like right in the midst of the pandemic so there was no live music or anything um so actually going out and meeting people in person it wasn't really happening anyways but um i did get in contact with some producers and i once they started doing live shows again and stuff like it it was a great place to be definitely there's a lot more going on and i just felt i honestly felt a lot more support in vancouver but i think just because there's more clubs there's more stuff going on there's people to support um, but yeah, I think it honestly price like cost of living in Vancouver is insane as everybody knows. Um, and then my family is all here, and I have so many nieces and nephews now, and I just felt like I was missing a lot of that. And because everything is so online, and Vancouver really is not that long of a plane ride, and now it's nice that I kind of have a little base there of friends and um, producers, whatever there, and Calgary that it's easy enough to kind of go back and forth so yeah what's your like 
I guess, process when you're creating and writing? Um, definitely the beat needs to be like, I know within like two seconds if I'm like, if I like that beat or not. Um, so I have like a few producers that I work with mostly that when I first started, I was using more just YouTube beats and whatever, like to buy a beat that you own is very, very expensive. Um, but now that I've made some relationships with producers and stuff and they kind of know my style, um, it's easy enough for them to kind of make me something or if I find a beat that I like kind of that idea I'm like can you make me something like in this vibe kind of but Tiny Wings vibe and um, they'll know how to do that so from there honestly my process is usually very abstract words that rhyme and then I just make a rap from that like I'm always thinking of just different random words in my head like for instance my last song Dunkaroos uh, just Dunkaroos I was like I want to call the song Dunkaroos and I think that's one of the things that I love about rap and music is you literally can do that and who's gonna tell you no like and I love that song <laughs> it's definitely a fun song and like now, one of the things that I'm always interested in, because I mean, there's, I mean, song lengths can be any kind of length. Yours tend to be like minute 45 to 245 right. kind of thing. Is that a, is that something specifically on your part that you're trying to keep it down to a to a shorter length? Yeah, I personally like the shorter um, songs. Like even when I'm listening to a song that I really like, I just notice my attention span it just starts to drift after. Like if there's two verses, like by the third verse, I'm not really listening anymore unless there's like a feature or something I mean it just seems to drag like I know I feel like before songs are at least like three three and a half minutes kind of thing but now with like TikTok and just everything like attention spans are just so short that I feel you really have to hook people within the first little bit so I, I like to keep them shorter and just kind of like then by the time it's over it's like I want to listen to that again so that it has the replay value hopefully that's my that's my intent. <laughs> <laughs> so then you've got, on the 25th, you've got something coming out? Yes, I have a song called Conversation coming out on the 25th, so just this Thursday. So I'm excited for that one. And then... Um, Tell us about it. What is... Conversation? Conversations? Is, is it about this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> it's about this conversation. Nice, excellent. <laughs> uh, I, knew, I knew that. Yeah. So yeah, this song I wrote... I think it was pretty close to when I moved back to uh, moved back to Calgary, and it was kind of just the hook of the song is about when I walk in, people switch the conversation, and yeah, it's just kind of about people talking about you behind your back, but then to your face, it's all smiles kind of thing, um, and I think that's just something a lot of us have dealt with in our life. I personally have, so it kind of just yeah, I don't know. Like I said. There was no specific life event or anything that sparked me wanting to make the song about this. Um, yeah, so without giving too much of it away, because if I tell you all the lyrics, then you'll know what it's about. So you'll have to tune in on, on Thursday. <laughs> live performance. <laughs> What's the, you know, I mean, I guess with the, the singles thing, is that part of just the, the new way of music as well nowadays, you know, without releasing EPs, LPs, that kind of thing? Yeah, I get that a lot. Um, I would love to put out like a full length album, but again, and with the attention span thing, I feel like I don't have a big enough fan base yet to drop a whole album and have people really absorb it and listen to it. And my biggest thing is I don't want a song that could potentially be a hit, be lost in an album or an EP, and it, I will never know if, what it could have been. I just, I, I definitely want to put together an album and an EP and everything, but for now I'm just dropping the singles to kind of see what people like the best, because I do, I feel like I'm very versatile. I have a lot of different vibes and I like to see what people like and then can kind of go in that direction more. So definitely will come, but I want it to be my debut album. Like it has to be, you know, really well thought out. I want it. I don't want to just throw something together just to have a compilation music just to say I have it. So I don't really feel it's that big of a rush, but it will come for sure. Do you have like a, a marketing plan? Do you sit down and and go, this is, this is the path, this is, this is the way to go, let's try this, let's try this, or are you kind of more of a, 
take it as it comes, adjust. Yeah, I'm very yeah. go with the flow. Like I, I feel like I set myself up for disappointment or yeah, I, I don't know if I, I have like a little marketing plan in my head, you know, of like I'm gonna drop it on this day and then I'm going to make this post and then I'm gonna do this, this, this. Um, but I don't, I don't really have like a a full year kind of planned out of I know exactly what I'm doing because I often find like this year for example there are so many things that are up in the air right now it's really hard for me to say I'm doing this on this month this show this day kind of thing right now I have like a lot of things that are in the works so um yeah kind of going with the flow I think that that's definitely just my personality how many shows do you want to try to do this year? As many as, as many as possible. Yeah, like I, my ultimate goal is like to go on tour. I love doing live performances and I think that that's such a way to gain new fans and to make a connection with people when they actually can be there and feel the energy and like I can feel it back and I can meet people. Like I love that part of it. It's, I mean, it's amazing online and stuff too, but it's completely different. I mean, like going to a live concert and getting to perform and like that's how the songs are made, like me rapping it, like that's how I want it to sound kind of thing. So yeah, as many as possible. <laughs> now, how many of those would you be able to get in Calgary? Like how many shows, like like where do you go to, to perform in Calgary? Yeah, it's kind of... I don't, it's hard to answer that because like with, there's different companies like within Calgary who put different people on and I won't lie, I think it's very clicky and depending on who you know, it's like the same people get this, the shows, like Stampede, same people get the shows, this, this and this. I don't even try to compete for it anymore because it, it ends up just making me mad because it'll be people who don't put out any music or they put out a song, one song that year, but they're opening up for these huge names and to me, I just don't understand that that doesn't make sense to me I've put in a lot of work and I do feel like I should get opportunities but I'm not going to compete for um, positions like that so um, I've done I have done like quite a few shows in Calgary but they tend to be at the same places like Aura um, which you see like Junction um, on 8th Ave I've done a couple at Back Alley um, some like bars and stuff but yeah I don't know I just feel like the nightlife kind of in Calgary is just very different from Vancouver and um, without knowing the right people it's hard to get put on to the right shows so since I've been back I've only actually done I think two or three shows and they were all really fun but those were from people who I I'm close with and who just wanted to you know they were smaller shows but they wanted to include me so yeah I guess we'll see what happens with with I don't know I I'll just say like I I'm kind of disappointed I was really excited to come back to Calgary and like like I want my city to support me more but I don't really feel like they do. Yeah, which is which is unfortunate. Mm. Now, like, do you? I mean, we've talked to a lot of musicians, and sometimes they go to other bands, shows, and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. now, is this the kind of case where whenever somebody like a rapper comes here, you're you're likely to go there, go to see them, or is uh, it, like big rappers? Yeah, you mean, or big or? rappers, or just I mean, I guess friends. You might you would probably go see the support, but like I'd say, like before, like I definitely used to go to shows and stuff. I I quit drinking. I'm sober now, so it's a lot different for me the only time I'm really at a club or anything is when I'm performing because I don't like to be around the people offering me drinks and the all of that I have a lot of anxiety around it and um, it's just not really my idea of fun anymore um, that being said if I like if somebody I really really love is coming I'm not going to not go because I think I can't I won't be able to say no to a drink kind of thing but I like to yeah, yeah. I like to be the one performing versus going to the show yeah absolutely what, what kind of vibe do you usually get from an audience when you step out onto the stage and what kind of vibe is it usually by the time the show is over I'd say for me it's like the um, the shows that I've performed often I'm kind of like the my lyrics are kind of out there so I almost feel like I warn people beforehand because I see who's going before me I'm watching the show and I'm like oh shit I'm like hey everybody like it's about to get ratchet in here just so you know kind of thing and then people because I don't want to come out and just start swearing and you know there's old people in the crowd like I like to make it more fun and I think that that's kind of my vibe anyway 
days, you know, I, I, I take rap seriously and stuff, but I like the funny punchlines. I like to have fun with it. So um, I'd say, yeah, the energy is a lot more like hype versus depending on the show. Yeah, it totally depends on the show because I've done um, I've done some where it's like the person before me was like slow jams and I'm like god why did you guys put me after this person but if it's kind of um, the whole show is hype then I, I feel like I just keep the energy going then I mean yes you, and you mentioned it like some of your songs go, go into that risque yeah like uh, how did your parents kind of uh, you know deal with that um, yeah, my parents, they go to church every Sunday. They're like, but you know what? They come to my shows. They come to all of my shows if they're in Calgary. Like they're usually like my parents don't stay up late. They don't swear. They don't anything. But they'll be coming to my shows that are like I'm not going on till 11. And they're like in the crowd. And it's really amazing. And I like they were so proud of me when I became a paramedic and stuff. And then when I left that to do music, you know, they're kind of like, well, what about like a pension? Like, think about your future, this and that. But once they saw, once they came to my first show and they saw how much I love it and like how the crowd was responding and they've just seen like the numbers that I'm doing and stuff, they're just like, wow, you really like you're really good at this. And now they're always like reposting my music on their social media and stuff. All their church friends are liking it. I'm like, they definitely didn't listen to the song. But, you know, the support is there. So my grandma even came to um, one of my last shows in Calgary. She stood up to wave to everybody. I was like, my grandma's here, everybody. She's waving to the crowd. So I have a very supportive family. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm lucky. You know, yeah, a lot of people don't, no matter what is a, you know, passion they're pursuing. Not necessarily everybody has that. So that support system can be the difference between you know success and failure because it it allows you to keep going mm-hmm, it exactly. allows you to push through so I mean I think that's awesome yeah. what's the most difficult aspect of kind of being in the music industry I think just the like trying not to compare myself to other people is really frustrating like it's it's such a mind game of being like I know my song sounds better. I know it is, I know this, but then it's like seeing all these other people get opportunities that I feel like I am deserving of, or yeah, it's it's just very hard to keep going when like I don't I don't think people understand how much time money effort goes into making one song and then to put it out and it doesn't really do anything it's like and to keep doing that over and over and over again it definitely like takes a toll but I've had to kind of rewire my mind like this is what I want to do what am I going to do every single day to help me get there but I think that's definitely the hardest part of just I've had to like I don't follow like really anybody famous on social media. I don't like when people tell me I sound like so-and-so. I'm like, I don't sound like anybody. I sound like me. Like that's, I sound like tiny wings. Like don't compare me. So, cause I've made it such a big thing that I don't want to be like, I don't want to compare myself to others that I don't want other people to do it either. So yeah. Cause it's interesting, you know, as you kind of go through your songs, especially, I mean, and it's easy to do with everybody now. I mean, you can see the amount of views on YouTube and that kind of thing. Is that like, do you, you look at that? Do you kind of say like, oh, so this one had like 36,000, this one had like, you know, 4,000. Do you, do you sit, try to think like, what went into this one that captured them? Yeah, I do. I definitely do. But sometimes, again, it is, it seems to be random. It depends like how I promoted it like kind of things but yeah it's been like a song that I thought like that I thought sucked that I wrote so fast and people love it and then there'll be one that I'm like yeah they're gonna love this and I'm like what you guys didn't like it so yeah it's so hard to know no, it's not that they didn't like it it's that they didn't hear it yes that's true that's true yeah it needs to reach people and that's a very hard part of it that too. is a hard thing how do you deal with that reach um yeah just social media like i i think people think i like love social media but i actually don't like i'm usually i don't look like this at home i'm like in my pajamas just chilling like writing like i'm such a homebody i so 
but I have to like get all done up, you know? So, but I'm, I just think of it as it's part of a job. Like I got to do this and um, yeah, I'm just trying to be really active on social media. And I know that a lot of smaller artists, I've heard them say like, they don't reply to comments. They don't reply to their DMs. They, it makes them appear that they're like bigger than they are. I'm like, that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I reply to every single DM I reply. I look at everything. I look at my junk folder. I reply to every comment because to me it's like those are relationships that you're making with people that's how you create a loyal fan base is people who actually see you as a person not just some unattainable like that I think I'm too good especially when I'm not that big you know it's like of course I saw your message I'm gonna reply so and going through my junk folder and stuff I've gotten like I did a huge show down in Orlando um in 2022 I want to say and that came from me looking in my junk folder to some girl who just had a connect down there was like I want to bring you to the show imagine if I never looked I never would have gone so I tell people that story I'm like you you really got to like look yeah because <laughs> the opportunities are there but it's same thing with King Iso I almost missed he reached out to me he commented on something and I almost missed it but I had screenshot a different comment and I had sent it to my boyfriend at the time to show him something he's like more like King Iso are you going to reply to him I was like I was like oh who is that because I didn't know who he was at the time but I knew like Tech 9 and Strange Music and whatnot. but again if I didn't reply to that I, King Iso's not going to harass me to talk to me you know it's That's like right. you have to be, be aware and be looking for those opportunities so yeah, but people can be assholes. <laughs> oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. That is true. <laughs> but you, you know, gotta open yourself up for that too. Mm-hmm. You gotta, so it's, you know, see yourself in the, It's yeah, so interesting though, because like when we started this show like twelve years ago. I mean, we thought for sure that, that Calgary would be like, oh yeah, we'd be going out there, we'd be talking to local Calgary musicians. We hit up like, I don't know, several of them, and whatever, like numbers, and and it's just like, oh yeah, you want to come on the show? No answer, no answer, just like you say. And, and it's just... I don't get it. I don't get it. It shocked me because I was just kind of like, I would have thought that people would be happy for the opportunity to be heard by more people. And especially a local show (laughs) doing local stuff. But it's just like I said, we do better in Germany. So it's just like, I can promise you, you'll be heard in Germany. (laughs) That's fine by me. But I think, yeah, that's kind of the vibe that I've gotten to is like, it's almost. it seems very competitive within Calgary and I'm like I don't know why because we all sound so different and I think people need to understand there really is room for everybody to win like I don't only have one favorite artist I have multiple people that I listen to and it's like I know most of like the rap scene in Calgary none of us sound the same so I don't know why it seems to be such a competition to I just find it hard like people don't want to support each other and whatnot that's just my experience Um, I can't say that for everybody else and like I've been gone for three years too and I had only just started doing music when I moved so my perception of what I've come back to might not be how it's always been and I haven't been here to support like Calgary acts really either so at the same time I can understand them being like you like you just came back to Calgary like you haven't been working hard here like why should you get the support I don't know maybe though over those three years how has your flow how has everything evolved I think just like I sound a lot more I found my sound um, before when I first was starting it was me like trying to take a lot of if you read my poems completely different from my music like my poems are like very deep and like dark and so at first I was like trying to take those and make those into songs but at the time I'm like listening to Cardi B and like Megan the Stallion and stuff and I'm just like I'm not in this headspace at all that I'm like feeling any of these things and the beats that were speaking to me were just a lot more like clubby hype beats and so I think I've really just found my sound of um, now that I have producers too that can kind of capture that sound but also just like my writing um, I'm a lot more confident in my rhymes and my flow and how to switch up my flows um, my singing has gotten a lot better I'm not by any means like a very strong singer but I can I can work on the melodies and stuff so before I'd always be trying to ask for um, help for the singing parts or like 
go ask somebody else to be on the song for the hook or whatever, but I've really challenged myself to be like, I'm not gonna show anybody the song until I'm like ready to record and like I've written the whole thing myself. And I think that that has really pushed me to be a better writer, so. Now, when you do a feature, like, so for instance, with ISO and stuff like that, now, did you write the your own lyrics, or did he write those? I write them, yeah. So I write all my own music. That's another big pet peeve of mine with rap is, like, I understand for, like, singing and stuff, I totally get, like, to me that makes sense, but rap is such a personal thing to me that I've never really understood, the, like, getting somebody else to write it. That's just me. But yeah, all my songs I write myself. And so then when somebody does a feature on one of your songs, they're writing yeah. the lyrics yeah. as well. So then how does that work? Like, I guess I guess when you ask somebody, do you just kind of say, like, here's the lyrics now, write something that's, that's going to like, complement this? And that's the thing. Some people, it totally sounds, you can tell when people put in an effort to kind of fit the the vibe of the song or to fit like the lyrics or they'll say my name in there um like in the song whatever you know it sounds like we made it together but then you can also really tell when say i've paid somebody for a feature and it's like they just had that verse sitting around and, they, and it because it's not really relevant to like what i'm rapping about kind of thing. honestly not really because i i know what to expect it's sometimes they do that sometimes they don't so i don't know like it's not that frustrating because usually the songs that I'm wanting people to be on with rap and if it's just like a clubby hype song I don't think people are listening that closely to what we're talking about like that doesn't make sense it's just it sounds good right so if it was like a lot more if it was a song like ISO's and mine where it's a lot deeper and like real and somebody sends me back something that's like completely irre- I'd be like what are you doing did you even listen to the song but if it's just kind of the club vibe then I'm going to reach out to somebody who is going to give me that and then you know i mean we talk about flow and like and your flow different than other people's like when you're when you're kind of creating a song do you think to yourself hmm, i want like a voice that's got that you know deep gravelly flow delivery kind of thing or do you or do you just kind of reach out to anybody um i think it depends like sometimes i'll hit a wall with a song and i'm like i just don't know what to do with this and then i'll sometimes reach out um or if i know like like it's a a singing verse that i want and like it's something out of my range completely then i'll get somebody else to do it i haven't really done that i haven't gotten that many features recently like iso and i are working on a lot of stuff but other than that i haven't really I, I feel like I used to do it a lot more, getting a lot more features, but again, that was when I wasn't as confident with my writing or my hooks and stuff, so, yeah. Now, when it comes down to working with ISO, do you do you just record everything here and then yeah. send it off to him? Yeah, so we re- I recorded here, like, he had sent me um, PTPA with just an open verse, and then... Yeah, that song was like a crunch. I had to write it and record it, mix, master it within, I think it was like 24 hours, maybe. Yeah, he's like, the because he was really sick before the album, and so he wasn't able to record, um, like, the song itself so he couldn't even show it to me I so I couldn't start writing until he had his so he sent it to me and he's like but like the deadline like do you think you could do it I'm like yes I can do it like so yeah um that one came together really well but yeah I just recorded at home and then him and I didn't meet until um like in person until October I went to Denver to when him and Tech Nine were on tour and so that was the first time that I got to meet him in person but yeah just record stuff at home and it's easy enough to he's a fascinating guy yeah <laughs> you know you look at the, the lyrics he has mm-hmm. you can learn how to write from a guy mm-hmm. like that just just studying Oh, excuse me, losing my voice but uh yeah no he's a fascinating guy i know we enjoyed our conversation with him and uh, i'm sure you did too yeah, he's yeah, he's really amazing and I think that like him reaching out to me has been like a big um, stepping stone and like kind of put me in a direction of where I want to go with my music because I feel like I'm very lyrical even though I do like to have the like hype songs. I want people to 
Yes, it's a really good song if you heard it in the club, but if you were to go and look at the lyrics after, be like, whoa, like those, like that makes sense kind of thing. And I think people like Isol and, you know, a lot of the artists with Strange and the, the realness, um, the actual like storytelling element of it, um, and just like the the depth, like I just really I don't want to lose the poetic side of the rapping. Like I and that's like I feel like the underground kind of rap scene. It's just it's different than the mainstream of kind of like let's make a flashy hit and but you need to change yourself. You need to do this, this, and this. Whatever's going to sell the most. And to me, I'm like I've always been like, do I even when I start watching like Cardi V and like Nicki Minaj and all that and all the stuff that they go under and I'm like. I don't want people to be like judging me like that, but I know that that will happen. But I feel like if I'm if I'm trying to have the kind of fan base who's listening more to the actual words versus just they just want a party hit to you know shake their ass too kind of thing. I feel like that is a lot more meaningful for me, and I just care less about what other people are saying because I know that it means something to even just one person. Like. It, if my music means something or changes the way like one person thinks, like that's way more important to me than having a bunch of fans who they're not loyal though. It's just a song on the radio. Don't get me wrong, I like to shake my ass. On that. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> but but uh, I mean, I, I am always fascinated by and respect so much an artist who is able to open up. The, the part of themselves and put it out there mm -hmm. into the world that is, you know, and you mentioned that you had stopped drinking, mm -hmm. you know, and don't, it's your personal story, I'm not going to ask her, but that's the type of thing that, you know, someone like like uh, King Iso manages to discuss mm -hmm. and, and open up about, and that type of thing to me is, is uh, the bravest of all musicians. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. Like the being vulnerable, it's it is obviously a lot easier to just write kind of generic things that have nothing to do with my life, of course. But um, yeah, and I think that I take a lot. I, like I respect ISO obviously very, very much for talking about stuff like that. It's like even if you don't know anything about him, go listen to his music. Like you definitely will learn a lot, and I love that. Like and now that I have kind of I was so scared like I was so scared to kind of go that direction and I know I could because of my poems and stuff like I like that's kind of where my mind goes first actually so um but once I did like 1128 freestyle that was the first thing I wrote out of rehab and that's just like all bars and it's all just like very real like from before I went to rehab to um, like my doctor basically telling me like you're gonna die if you don't stop drinking like just everything and it like felt so good to just like put it all out there and I didn't know what people would think because everybody's used to like crime tape and like just mm -hmm. hot girls yeah. and this and that and I'm like I don't know how to do both because like do people only want this side of me and like I had never really discussed anything on my page of like yeah. really how much I was struggling like I always because people would come to me and say like you helped me get through a breakup or you turn me from my favorite is you turn me from a sad bitch to a bad bitch and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like yes that's amazing and so I was going to tell you that <laughs> oh all right <laughs> and so like after I started hearing that a lot then I almost felt like I like I have to be the strong person for everybody because I'm helping them get through their tough times that I don't want to be I felt like I was being weak if I was like I'm really struggling guys because then if I'm struggling like who are you guys gonna look to like I just felt like a lot of uh, responsibility almost and so right before I went to rehab, I went to rehab. I, I'm really open about it. It's totally fine. Um, so I went to inpatient rehab for 63 days and in Nanaimo. And it's the program that I did is like trauma specific and um, for first responders and PTSD. So that was like, it was life changing. Like, I never thought I was like going to be the one to quit drinking. Like I was a party animal. So, um, and then. Can't see it. <laughs> 
<laughs> and then at like I had such an identity crisis because I've been drinking for so long and like yeah. used that mask and all my music I've only ever written when I was drinking I've only ever performed when I was drinking like do I even know how to like do music sober so 1128 freestyle took me a long time to write and I was so I'm like I don't know how to write music anymore like it was the alcohol that was like the only thing of why it was good but once I finally like it all started coming together and I was like yeah this is the shit I love this and I sent it to ISO I remember and he was just like oh my god he's like yeah this is crazy he's like they're gonna love your ass <laughs> and I was like oh my god okay and like as much as I want to believe in myself and stuff to have somebody like that telling me that I'm doing a good job or like to keep going that's that means so much like that means a lot so and then once I put it out and people were like well like I kind of understand now because I did I did tell all my followers and stuff that I was going to rehab but I it was the night before I made like a, a post and I was like I don't really know how to tell you guys but I've really been struggling and you know I just put it all out there and I was so scared to go to rehab I felt like I worked so hard to like make this fan base and I was scared that within these two months people are just gonna forget about me and because I wasn't allowed to have a phone or be posting or do anything you can't listen to music in there anything like it's strictly about your recovery because it has to be um, but I was so nervous so I was like I hope you guys don't forget a movie but it was crazy like the amount of support that I got um, while I was in rehab and yeah just like even since then like my friends like people in my friend groups who have like gone on their own healing journeys or like i have a friend who is in rehab now because i inspired her so like that means like i can't even i don't know it's crazy so to hear things like that it's it it makes it like not only did i change my life for the better it's like to be able to inspire other people if they to quit drinking or to cut back or to like any type of a healing journey i feel like it doesn't have to be necessarily like um, from substance or anything there's just so many things in life to heal from that i feel like opening up that door and talking about it has actually made me a lot closer with a lot of fans um and gives me more of like a human element it's not just like i'm some fake person who's just kind of writing whatever so i don't know i've really i've really enjoyed writing the more serious stuff don't worry you're unforgettable that's actually the name of the show is going to be we're going to call you unforgettable okay but, okay uh, yeah no, that's, that's, and you know what i mean music has the power to change lines and i think mm -hmm. you know you are experiencing that in real time yeah that this is what a powerful tool yeah that you're wielding and and it's important to know you know, I think it's important to know that it can change lives because it'll affect your future and how you go about this. Yeah. So, uh, you know, not necessarily some artists, all they are is, you know, just have a good time, people. But mm -hmm. I mean, I mean, everybody, I think, can, uh, can learn and grow yes. from, from music. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I mean, really, yeah, again, very, very uh, impressed. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I feel like for me, it's like, it's important that like it's not just a song it's like i'm leave like this is an actual thing it's like i'm leaving this behind like if i were to die tomorrow like this is what you guys are going to listen to like that's like that's a pretty big deal i think and for people to be able to like like you hear songs that have been remastered that are from like so long ago i listen to like a lot of like classical music and stuff and i'm like can you imagine like it, living in like yeah yes yes and i'm like can you like this is insane like you can like beethoven has a spotify like that's yeah, yeah. insane that's like but that's how timeless music is like and i don't know that's amazing to yeah me, yeah so. can you imagine trying to tell beethoven that it's like yeah okay, like so, okay, so hundreds of years down the road picture your music, this <laughs> your music gonna be on something called a computer it's gonna be just available to listen to from oh anywhere. <laughs> yeah like it's it really is mind-blowing so yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's crazy. I never thought of that before. <laughs> I know. Trying to process that, that's a lot to process. I know, it really is. And like, there's a lot of songs that they blow up years down the road. Like it, just because a song doesn't do something like the week that you release it doesn't mean that it's not going to suddenly uh, get a bunch of emotion later. And especially with like TikTok and stuff now, the sounds that people randomly use or like speed up or slow down just for whatever that go viral is insane so it's like you, you just never know you said you're a homebody you kind of sit at home yeah mostly just writing at home with my cat 
my cat hair all over me, I'm sure, so I feel you. Uh, I had a Maine Coon. What do you, what do you have? Um, I don't know what he is. Just, not a Maine Coon, though. He is just a, yeah, he's just a little guy. Yeah, he's like a, a domestic short hair, I think they would call him. I don't know. Yes. What's his name? Manu. Manu. Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right, mine's named Alice. Oh. He's got a kid instead. He decided to have a kid instead. <laughs> yeah, no, no room for pets right now. So. No for pets fair enough, like, fair yeah. enough. <laughs> but uh, you know, say you stay at home. So when you're writing, are you writing? Are you writing raps? Are you still writing poetry? Are you? Do you ever consider yourself, oh, I'd like to write a story, a novel, anything like that? Are you, like, what kind of things are you exploring? Um, yeah, no, I'm not really into the writing, like, novel type stuff or anything. Um, and I haven't written a poem in a really long time, but that's because I naturally, my poems are just dark and I haven't felt that in a long time. And if I'm just writing, like, music so much now that it's like, I, I just kind of feel like I don't. Not that I don't have time, but that's just where my attention goes. I'm just thinking more along the lines of I want to go record this and I can actually go listen to it after. It's music is your life. Yes, yes, exactly. Could be worse. It could be worse. <laughs> How do you know then when when you're done? Like when when are you, when are you ready to release that song? Yeah, um, I don't know. I I remember there's a quote something about like. Um, like a piece of art is never done you just stop working on it and I think that that is so true I'm like I literally was like yeah this is good because then you start nitpicking like things that I know other people can't hear and like um like engineers do that a lot like be like oh like this you need to redo that I'm like I don't can't even hear what you're talking about like the untrained ear is not gonna know and so when it starts getting like to that level I'm like yeah it's good but I'm often sitting on like a lot of music I don't just have one song and then that's the next thing I release like conversation I wrote months and months ago so it's yeah I'm always just writing things and then it's deciding when I want to release what so then when you do do a live show, like, how do you take all the music and just say, like, okay, this is, I want to play these songs at the end. I think for lives, live music, at least it's really easy to tell what songs do well. Like, and again, there's been a couple that I thought were going to do so good and the crowd just, like, died. I'm like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> won't be doing that one again. So um, that one's kind of trial and error. I'll, like, try a new song that I'm like, yeah, I think this will go really hard. And then if it does, then I keep it. If it doesn't, depends. Depends how long of a set I get to, and then like I will be strategic in putting like the really fast songs, um, not back to back, so I can like breathe. Um, but yeah, it's it's trial and error, I'd say. What's the ideal set length for you? Um, I'd say like 25 minutes. After that, I'm like. I'm like, yeah, getting tired, and but it depends how much I talk in between, like what the crowd is like. Um, it totally depends. Like I've done, like I did this <laughs> Valentine's Day show, and it was all like just old people, and they were sitting down, like they turned the club into like. Uh, <laughs> were you guys there? You might have been. Two old guys and us. It was, and everybody's eating, like enjoying their Valentine's Day steak dinner, and I come out. And I'm just like, this is gonna be weird. Like it was, I'm just, I can't even explain it. I was just like, yeah. they're just like looking around. I'm like, yeah, like my name's Tiny Wings. <laughs> it was still fun, but it, oh my god, it was that was awkward. <laughs> it was because I guess like the show, it wasn't sold out or anything. But then it started trending on Eventbrite. So last minute, everybody who didn't have Valentine's Day plans, then that was like the one thing that you could still get tickets to. So everybody was just like buying tickets and it sold out. And I'm like, okay, that's awesome. It sold out. But it, like these people are, they don't want a rap show. Like, I don't know why they're here, but I don't think it was rap that they thought they were in store for. So. That's a story I want to put in like a comic book or something. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> amazing because it, it is. I always tell that story when I'm like up on stage too, because I'm like, yeah, this one time I I did this song for a very different crowd and it didn't go over so well, but here it is. <laughs> How 
many how many other stories like that do you wind up with? Um, I feel like naturally I end up just like telling people those stories in between songs. Um, one of my friends he's like, I swear to God, you should be a stand-up comedian because you just start you go off on a tangent telling stories, but it's just really natural for you. I'm like, yeah, I have to like rein it back in and go back. Oh yeah, I'm rapping for you guys. So anyway, I'm here. I am wasting my breath. I'm like, oh God, I have this like really fast burst coming up. Yep. Start the music. <laughs> yeah. Was the very first time you got a stage? Was it just natural? Or it, just, it was really like natural. Yeah. Like I, yeah, I wasn't like nervous or anything. I thought I was gonna be, but I just like it just clicked, and I was just like a different person. And but again, I was drinking all the time, so that was like that takes a big edge off of it as well for me, anyways, because it was like alcohol was a big um, like crutch for my social anxiety and stuff. So that definitely helped or I thought that it helped but then it was always like um, a game of knowing I have a show that day and like drinking enough that I'm not nervous but not drinking so much that I'm gonna forget my words or be sloppy and that was like always ended up giving me more anxiety so now that I'm just sober I'm like yeah this this is gonna go well I know it will and if it doesn't it's whatever but before yes exactly exactly do you find that that like like forgetting yeah. the lyrics and stuff like that is that yeah. does that happen yeah. often or is it just um, kind of no that's only ever happened to me once when it was like really bad where I was like but everybody's like I didn't even notice and I'm like you're lying you're lying but everybody was so drunk in the crowd too that like they didn't notice and it's like unless somebody knows like all the words to my song they don't know what it's supposed to sound like anyways so the biggest thing is you have to just keep going and you just you'll eventually pick it back up where you are but I think about these yeah. older guys who use teleprompters for songs they've sung literally thousands of times <laughs> yeah. yeah a lot you of know? people do that it's wild do, but yeah. for me it's tracks. like I'm not even thinking about it it's like my, it's muscle memory with like my mouth I'm just like rapping it I, I like it. and then once I start thinking about the lyrics that's when I'll mess up is when I'm thinking about it too much so it's like I have to just like I know I know what I'm doing kind of thing but yeah so then when it comes down to working with a record label like do you is that something that that you are looking forward to doing have you been approached by record labels um it's like very like there's pros and cons of it so i think like it would really depend on what the record label was offering like i am never going to give up like my creative control like i will never give over the rights to my masters like stuff like that where it's like if you're telling me what I can and can't put out or if you're telling me what I have to look like what I if you're controlling me like that I don't want any part of it because they take such a massive amount of what you're making that it just feel like a lot of the times yes you'll get the fame with it but you you lose so much too right and for me, like music isn't, I'm not doing this because I want to be famous. I'm doing it because it's like, it does something for me, but connecting with others as well is very meaningful. So um, like with like King Iso and Strange and stuff like that's more independent. So if, if it was something like that, then definitely I would do that. Um, but every deal is different. So it would really just depend on what they're offering and what, what it would mean. like being independent now with like the the way that it is now that's not just cds and stuff before you you have to be with a record label like there's no other way to really like push cds and stuff um but now it's like i know a lot of really successful artists who are just 100 percent independent and they keep all of their money they have very loyal fan bases and so um yeah you can really go both ways of it so i don't really know like i'm new enough right now that it would I would just have to cross that bridge when I come to it I guess and see but it's not like a goal that I'm like only putting out music because I want to sign with so and so kind of thing mm -hmm. now when it comes down to merchandise like what kind of uh, what kind of merchandise do you have do you think of do you want to make that kind of thing like how important is it to you so I, I, when I first started doing music, I had a bunch of merch and I haven't had any for a really long time, but I just ordered some yesterday. So it's <laughs> funny you say that. Um, so I got like all new designs cause the design I had was like pretty old and stuff. So I have like two new designs that, um, I, that I actually made and 
um, yeah, so I have a bunch of like sweaters and shirts and crewnecks and toques and stuff coming. So I'm really excited. So I haven't like shown anybody besides like people that are close to me the designs and whatnot, but I think that they'll do really well. So I'm excited for that. Awesome. And then um, one last question. Mm -hmm. Where'd you get the name Tiny Ray? <laughs> so my best friend Amber, um, who 1128, we actually have the same birthday, November 28th. That's where that comes from. Um, oh, really? Exactly. Oh, that's funny. That And that's her brother's birthday, October 28th. Um, but yeah, so Amber and I, we met when we were like 13 and we like we just became best friends like it was like we were sisters we both said our birthday and we're like no way we're both half jamaican half white our dad's names are both tony like it's just so like <laughs> she's my soul sister and i'm not kidding from that day on like to this day we are best friends um and so people used to call me like little bird or like t-bird or like things like that and then she just always had the best nicknames and she always on instagram she was always changing her names to like amber dillo or like peace do or just like uh, just funny names and i'm like can you give me one and then one day she just came up with tiny wings and it's actually a game um tiny wings is like a really old video game and so I originally put Tiny Wings, but somebody had that name. And so that's why I put the two eyes in the wings is just because the name was taken at the time. And then I just kept it. So that was just my Instagram name first. And then when I started doing music, I just kept that name because people would always just call me Tiny anyway. So it just stuck. Awesome. Yeah. I've known Brett since uh, he was, uh, what, eight? And, Something uh, like that. Yeah, yeah. Never really liked him. <laughs> but here you are. Yeah, never, <laughs> here we yeah. are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you had some great nicknames too, but uh, yeah, yeah. 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 keep those, <laughs> keep those off the show. <laughs> well, it's been awesome. Yeah, uh, thank to you talk so much you. for having me. Uh, please, you know, tell everybody how they can find you, how they can keep up with you, everything. Like yes, that. Uh, tiny wings everywhere, all one word, and two eyes in the wings. Um, yeah, I'm on Instagram, Spotify, YouTube. The only thing I don't have is. Um, X, Twitter, whatever. <laughs> I had it and I just can't. So I'm not on there. <laughs> but everywhere else, yes. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming out today. Thanks, it guys. was great. Uh, we enjoyed it and uh, we wish you nothing but the best of the future. Thank you. Thank you. AB, spin that bitch. Yeah. Trying to link up. Send me your location. I don't give a fuck. Don't need no occasion. Do what I want. I hear what they say. I know I'm the topic of conversation Tryna link up, send me your location I don't give a fuck, don't need no occasion Do what I want, I hear what they saying But when I show up, they switch the conversation I just woke up and I'm winning already Every day's a celebration, better get some confetti I got three bad bitches and they all getting ready But if they getting too messy, then I'm not giving them any Got titties, but my teeth fit large Fresh start, fast living, about to reach the stars I'm still rolling up a spuzzy, still the baddest in my city Still a few ex-hating bitches who can eat their hearts out. Thought I was done with trying to please the people Till they scream in my name like they need a sequel I could see the future but it feels illegal Like looking through the keyhole Shooting shots while you're trying to reload Ain't a mold that y'all could ever fit me in I don't give a fuck what y'all think Listen, I'm my own biggest critic All you hoes let that sink in I told you this, yeah, I'm on a whole different mission Trying to link up, send me your location I don't give a fuck, don't need no occasion Do what I want, I hear what they saying I know I'm the topic of conversation Trying to link up Send me your location, I don't give a fuck, bitch. Don't need no occasion. Do what I want, I hear what they saying. But when I show up, they switch the conversation. Hello, hi, my name is that bitch. Running through your mind like I'm late for practice. I'm your favorite distraction, but your game is average. All you do is complain, but never take an action. Look, I took a crack at it. I got a knack for it. Doing something right, cause I got bitches coming back for it. I'm like the sun in July, like the August flowers. Rocking retro fly, like I'm Austin Powers. Roll with my same click, ain't wants to play with. Swerve. Bitch, lane switch, you still a lame sis You made some changes, don't mean you ain't basic Shape ship with baseless, then act like you famous Yeah, okay, I could give you some more A standing ovation like you want an encore Better get the popcorn, she deserve an award Take her on a vacation, I'm a spaceship Tryna link up, send me your location I don't give a fuck, don't need no occasion Do what I want, I hear what they saying I know I'm the topic of conversation Tryna link up Send me your location, I don't give a fuck Don't need no occasion Do what I want, I hear what they saying But when I show up, they switch the conversation